0: From the voice of Shamu, to math teacher, to assistant principal, to principal, to his current role in our district, our guest today has done a lot. You'll meet him in today's podcast.
1: From the boardroom to the classroom, you'll find great people in Fort Sam Houston ISD. Learn all about them here at the Fantastic Folks of FSH
0: ISD podcast. Dr. Roland Rios currently serves as the District Director of Technology. But he's done quite a bit in his nearly 30-year career in education. We had the chance to sit and talk with him earlier this week. Hi, I'm Anthony Bender, uh, joined here today with co-host Rose McConnell. Hi, guys. And we're going to be interviewing the district director of technology Dr. Rios.
1: Thanks guys I appreciate it. Thank you for randomly picking me to interview on your podcast that I had <laughs> nothing to do with picking <laughs> me for. Of
0: course of course. Okay so you're the district director of technology What is exact, what exactly does that job entail?
1: Good question Anthony. Um, as the director of technology my job is to help teachers and students with the integration of technology in the classroom. Um, as the director, it has everything to do with from uh, procuring the hardware that goes into place, um, doing getting all the Chromebooks for you guys, uh, as well as helping find resources for teachers, train them on those resources, on how to use them, and how to integrate them successfully in the classroom. Now, as far as the hardware stuff, I am not a hardware guy. You guys know that, okay? I get near the server room and Adam and Jacob freak out. Okay? That's not my background. You know, if, if you look at tech directors throughout the state or the, or the country, there's one of two things. They're, they're either a tech director because they have strong computer skills, and maybe they used to work for IBM or something like that, uh, but they don't know much about education. Or they're like me, they came up from the education ranks and just had a passion for technology. That's where I came from. That's why I need good support like Adam, Salinas, and Jacob Martinez, our technicians that really take care of that back-end stuff. But really, kind of a long-winded way of saying, I I want to provide those tools for you guys, you the students, the teachers, to just help enhance the educational uh, environment. You know, um, we know you guys learn different than we did when we were in school. Uh, I remember somebody asked me once, "Were you real good at computers when you were in high school?" And I said, "No." And they said why not i said because we didn't have computers when i was in high school <laughs> they had not been invented yet um so we know that you guys are going to live in a very different kind of world than, than what we grew up with so my job is to help get you the exposure to those tools that you need to be successful in a digital world does that answer your question Definitely. very long-windedly yep
0: and with, with that being said how do you feel we as the district are doing with technology
1: i think we're doing great um you know i I never want to rest on our laurels i think we can always improve Um, there's always more we can do Um, but but as a whole i think that i think that we have a really good reputation the district has a good reputation for the integration of technology Um, i don't know if people know this but our tech department has its own vision statement um, and the vision statement for our tech department is: we are the archetypes of technology and education. Uh, y'all have seen it. The there's a the poster right there behind us. We are the. And what that means is, is I want people. Let's say I'm from Podunk, Texas, and we're going to put Chromebooks into our schools. If I say to somebody, "Hey, do you know anybody that has done this before?" I want the first thing that people say is, "You really need to go to Fort Sam Houston before you do that." Or, you know, we're thinking of using WeVideo in the classroom. Well, you really should call Fort Sam Houston because they use it. I want Fort Sam Houston ISD to be on everyone's lips as far as that's the way you do it right. Are we there in every case? No. Are we there? in I think we're doing an amazing job with Google. Google integration, the Chromebooks, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and we have some teachers that are trailblazers and then you they just can't get enough of that to, y'all could probably name them I don't <laughs> but, sure. uh, but yeah well okay Max is a great example Mr. Gorham I can't <laughs> keep up with the guy you guys know that I give Mr. Gorham one tool and he wants six more tools okay um, so he's what we call our trailblazers and so that's great to have and we want to get everybody to that that level some people aren't as comfortable with technology as others and so uh, we do our best to, to, to get them where they're at and get them to where we want to be as a whole I think we do a great job with technology and I think you guys are are a great uh, help to that. Our tech tech interns do a really wonderful job. Anthony actually taught teachers last week. He did all of our PLC sessions on on WeVideo. So that's a model that I think a lot of districts would like to follow. So we'll get there someday. Uh,
0: What future trends in technology are you excited about?
1: Future trends? Um, I I think the most exciting one that we really are, are just kind of on the cusp on is... Uh, immersive virtual reality. Um, we have uh, you know, the VR headsets like the Oculus and the um, what's that, the Vive, HTC Vive is what we have. <coughs> Excuse me. And those are tools where, where students can actually get immersed 3D into this world and then even further than some people experience the Google Cardboard where you slip your phone into there. That's a kind of neat experience. But when you're in a true 3D immersive virtual reality Um, it's amazing Um, we've got a unit now we're using it in our high school art classroom they're painting in three dimensions so not only can they paint left and right up and down they can paint forward and backwards they're going to be able to create paintings that someone else could put the headset on they say hey rosie look at what i just painted put your headsets on and you walk through the painting um, we'll be able to use that in the science classrooms and with, with virtual you know bodies to, to, to dissect and that sort of thing. Um, the other part of it, and, and it's really not a huge for future trend, it's been around for a long time, but I'm a real advocate of, of breaking down the walls in education. There's no reason why you guys have to just rely on the teacher as the expert or each other. It's so easy for us to connect to other schools, to other experts. Uh, using video conferencing and that's and that's the trend there that video conferencing is becoming so so easy now um, I'd like to see us pulling in more area experts um, say you're studying a book why can't we get the author to talk to you guys uh, over a video conference uh, and you guys could reach out and find them. And our students could do that so video conferencing and that virtual reality experience immersive virtual reality is two things I'm really excited about
0: and as you stated, you know, you're pretty involved in ed tech at the, at the state level. Can you tell us about your involvement with TCEA?
1: Yeah, uh, TCEA, the Texas Computer Education Association, is, is a nonprofit organization in the state that really kind of does what I do on, on a bigger level. Um, so we are dedicated to the advancement of teaching and learning through the use of technology. That's our vision. And, and so as a state organization, we want to provide resources for teachers, for students, for schools, um, that need additional training, that need additional resources. So we're able to pull in people from throughout the state. We can help those people make those connections. So if they need to find a school that's good at Chromebooks, we can say, hey, we know somebody, Fort Sam Houston, <laughs> that you should go talk to. We do a lot of uh, conferences. We do a lot of small conferences, big conferences. The big state conference uh, will be held in San Antonio this year in February, uh, first time ever. Woo, woo, y'all are going. Um, and our state conference draws about eight to 10,000 people. The organization itself has 13,000 people in it, 13,000 educators, and I am humbled and blessed to be the TCA president this year. So I've been on the board as the area director, and I was in charge of convention one year, served as vice president, and now I'm serving as the president. So um, it's a great organization, really passionate and, and dedicated educators, uh, and I'm happy to be part of that.
0: Who was the president
1: before you? President before me was Dwight Goodwin. I think you've met Dwight I before think I from the Dallas area, Denton. Yeah. Super nice guy. He came and was one of our keynote speakers. Um, so he had had big, big shoes to follow. Dwight's an incredible
0: guy. Um, so, we understand that you've been in the district for a while and didn't start here in technology. When did you come to Fort Sam uh, ISE and in what role? Is that a nice
1: way of saying you're old, Dr. Rios? Is that, uh... Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. I am, actually, I am actually finishing, oh gosh, now you quit. This is my 18th year, 17th year, I started here in 2001, so this would that be makes... my 18th year. Ow. I am in my 18th year. Wow! How, how old were you guys in 2001? One. I wasn't existent. I was one. When were you born? I was
0: born in 2002.
1: Oh, gosh, I feel old now. Um, I was one. You were one? So yeah, I started, I started in 2001 uh, in the district, and I actually came to the district as the principal at Cole. So I served as the principal of Cole. It was then Cole Junior Senior High School before we renamed it Middle and High School. And I served as the principal for seven years. And then there was kind of an opportunity. Um, we, I think, were kind of lacking in technology way back then. You know, a lot of schools were. Uh, and, and so we had our challenges. Uh, and then we had the, I had the opportunity to, to kind of roll over into the role of, of technology director. Um, I saw the need for the district uh, and thought this would be a good opportunity for me to help district-wide because I was helping at the campus level. So this got me into a district-level position in a field that I just love, because I'm, I'm just, you guys know me, I'm a tech geek. If it's got a bell, a whistle, a plug, a battery, I, I have to have one. So mm. um, that was my, and before that, just a little bit more, I was an assistant principal, uh, and then I was a math teacher before that. So I've been in education 27 years, something like that. I don't, you, now Now's when you say, you don't look like you're that old, Dr. Riz
0: oh uh, no you don't not at, no, not at that at all that was very
1: sincere guys <laughs> <it. Yeah. laughs> um, do you miss being the principal that's a great question Rosie um, there there are parts of being the principal <laughs> that I miss I, I don't know that I would have moved into the technology director role I don't know if I would have left the campus in any other district um, what i love about fort sam i'll probably get emotional here because i love this place i really really do i love the kids i love you guys you 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 keep me young at heart um we have the best students in the world here And, and i say that so in other districts when you move into that district level position you get away from the campus and you get away from that daily connection with kids i knew here at fort sam if i Moved away from the principalship. I would still be able to be involved in some form or fashion with students now What do I miss about the principalship? Is I don't see students every single day <laughs> Not like dr. Clayton And first of all kudos to dr. Clayton She's an amazing principal uh, And she was the one that took over the role after me so in my whole 18 years here There have only been two principals that go me and and dr. Clayton and she's she's amazing Um but, but she's got that, you know, that principal, you've got that daily connection with the kids and get to see them a lot more and, and get to know. I, I know I get to know a handful of kids as a tech, tech director. When you're on the campus, like Dr. Clayton, Ms. Hawkinson, Coach Bain. Just the best kind. Yeah, I get to know the best ones, the interns. Um, so, so I miss that. Now, that said, being a campus principal, high school, middle school, elementary school, is... is I think one of the toughest, most stressful jobs anywhere. Not just in education. It is an incredibly stressful job. You're responsible for, for people's children. I mean, you know, if somebody takes a car to the mechanic, they get mad if a mechanic messes up the car. That's a car. People are bringing us their children, okay? <laughs> you, you, you don't want to mess up their kids or, or make mistakes with their kids. You know, a mama bear and papa bear come out when they're angry. So you kind of have to deal with that, and it's understandable. We want our parents to be passionate, but you know sometimes it leads to, to conflict, and that and that's hard. So so I don't miss that part of it. Um, I think I'm busier as the tech director than I was as the principal. Busier, but not as stressed. This job as tech director is really 24/7. Things got to get posted on the internet. I've got to respond to teachers' requests.
0: Got to go and to meetings and I've not go see to your meetings. tech
1: intern. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be away from the office a lot. I have to do a lot of training for myself. Um, but once I'm away and actually, you know, I don't have that same stress level that, that a campus administrator does. So would I ever go back to it? Know, maybe maybe when I retire as tech director and there's a little private school needs a principal, I could see myself going back to it. I don't know.
0: Um, so, we also understand that you didn't, uh, you didn't even start in education after college. So what did you do?
1: That, yeah, people, my undergraduate degree, so I have, a, I have a doctorate in educational leadership. My master's is in educational administration. My undergraduate degree is in radio, television, and film production. So I graduated from the University of Texas at Austin Hookham Horns. Um, and I graduated with a degree in RTF, radio, television, and film. And my emphasis was really on the radio portion, so I did a lot of audio editing. That's my love of podcasts. Um, so my goal way back when was to become a radio disc jockey, you know, radio host, that kind of thing. Um, Like Jack FM? What's that? (laughs) Like Jack FM? I was. I could could have been like the 1980s Ryan Seacrest, I
0: guess,
1: (laughs) if there's such a thing. Um, So I graduated with this degree in radio, television, and film in 1987. You were way before you were even born. And I thought, okay, now what do I do? How do I break into the radio business? How do I break into the entertainment field? and it just so happened that when i graduated sea world of texas was just opening and i went to the sea world they didn't have websites back then so i don't know what to look them up on in the newspaper i guess and they were looking for audio engineers people because remember at sea world when you go watch the shows at sea world there's music and there's people talking on microphones so they needed someone to do all that stuff so i applied to be an audio operator uh and that's i got hired right away so Graduated with a degree and was making diddly squat. I wasn't making much money at all, okay? But I was an audio operator. And within about a year, a year and a half, I had been promoted to the studio engineer. So I was one that was recording the music for the shows. I was I was um, working with the animal trainers and picking out music and sound effects. Uh, it was a pretty cool job. Like the, you know, like the sea lion show? Have y'all ever been to SeaWorld? You've been to SeaWorld? Yeah. Okay. Probably a long time ago. I don't think I've been since I stopped working over 30 years ago. But like in the sea lion show, there's sound effects like when they open the door, there's a creek open, and then the door closes, there's a creek. Every one of those was a different sound effect. And you couldn't put them on a long plain tape because he didn't know when the animals were going to open the door and when they were going to close it or were they going to get stuck on a behavior or whatever. So some of the shows, in a 30 minute show, we had about 140 different cues. So it was. A lot of music, a lot of sound effects, a lot of stuff like that. Um, I also started doing some of the voice work for SeaWorld. Um, so way back when, when the park first opened, if you were there late at night, let me see if I can still pull this out of my hat here, <clears throat> and you heard, ladies and gentlemen, SeaWorld is now closed. That was me.
0: Nice. Yes, yeah.
1: And then my big claim to fame, um, there used to be a, and there probably still is, there's a character show where they come out dressed as the characters and they walk around the stage and you hear their voices. I was Shamu, the killer whale. (laughs) I was the voice of Shamu. So that's my other big claim to fame. So all of that, after a couple of years working there, I got married and had my daughter, Ariana, trying to start a family. And when you work in the entertainment field, and I know you want to do this eventually, Anthony, so just be warned, is when you work in the entertainment, you work when other people get entertained so you work nights you work weekends you work holidays because that's when people are going dang, out and get dang. entertained you're the one entertaining them and I just thought this isn't working it's I not I loved the job I really liked what I was <laughs> Just stay, stay single forever. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. Make, make whatever decisions you want <laughs> um, but but I so I needed something I thought okay what am I going to do now I've already got this degree how do I go, what am I going to go back to school and major in something else? Well, before I became an RTF major, for a couple of semesters there I was studying engineering and that sort of thing, so I had a lot of math credits. So I went home from work one day at SeaWorld and I told my wife, I said, you know what, this isn't working, you and Ariana are home alone too often, so I want to go back to school and get a teaching certificate and become a high school math teacher. And she was like, where did this come from? You know, <laughs> sea World, Voice of Shamu, now you want to be a high school math teacher. And then she thought, yeah, that, that'd that be kind of cool, you know, weekends off and, and that sort of thing. So I actually went into education for the hours. just stupid me, right? Thinking I'll have all my weekends off, I'll have summers off, all that kind of stuff. Um, but once I actually got into the classroom and started doing what I was doing, th- then I knew... That's what I was supposed to do. That's what God put me on earth to do: is to work with, with, with students. And I never looked back. I just loved every, loved it all. It's awesome. It, it's really neat when, when I don't want to get all religious on you, but, but when your job is your vocation, if it's really what you truly feel, God has intended. That's your purpose. Then, I, I really, I don't work. I come to work. But this isn't work for me. This is, this is love.
0: Yes, love. Okay, well, as your interns, we know about the most exciting thing happening in your life right now. But can you? What could that be, Rosie? I, you know, it could just involve something with Ariana. But you know, (laughs) let's have our listening audience um, be aware, become aware of your family expansion.
1: Okay, now you're really gonna make me cry. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Take your time. Okay,
1: Um, I am a proud grandpa. So, I have a little grandson. Sorry, guys.
0: I really didn't mean to make you cry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and here's the caveat, listening audience. I wrote the questions. <laughs> so, so, I knew this was coming. Um, uh, so, I have a grandson. His name is Brayden. And the reason I get emotional is, um, what's today? date? We're, we're recording this?
0: December 4th. December 4th.
1: Brayden was not supposed to come to us till December 9th. So, his due date was December 9th but he was born September 14th. So he was, Ariana was 27 weeks pregnant when she had complications, and they had to um, do a C-section. And it went from, everything was hunky-dory. I got a phone call at work from Ariana, said the doctor's got my blood work back and they're concerned I need to go to the hospital right now. She said, they want me to come to triage, I don't know what triage means. I said, it's not good. So we went down there and met her, long story short, Uh, She was developing a a form of preeclampsia called HELP. I don't know what it stands for. It's H-E-L-L-P. Someone in our listening audience will know. Um, But they basically said, we need to get the baby out in the next 12 hours or both of your lives will be in jeopardy. So we prayed like mad. Um, That was on Wednesday the 13th. These are days that will forever be uh, etched in my memory. That was Wednesday, September 14th. They bought enough time to get her some... Uh, steroids in her system to help her and help the baby's lung development. And Friday, September 14th, little Braden Lee Daniels, um, Braden came to us, he was two pounds, two ounces, little bitty bitty thing. So happy to report, now some, what are we at, about nine weeks later. Um, saw Braden this morning, six pounds, five ounces, one ounce away from tripling in weight. He's doing really, really well. Um, He will not be home by his due date. Um, We're hoping we'd get to put a bow on his head and bring him home for Christmas, but I think we're thinking probably in the New Year's. But um, we are blessed. Um, Anyone that's listening that has prayed for us and the family, I thank you so much. Um, I know my interns have been uh, thinking of me and praying and so i thank you guys too so uh, hi, thanks hi. for asking that question that i told you to ask me <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really am i'm i'm, I'm blessed um and, and i can't wait to just spoil him rotten because he will he'll be spoiled rotten by all of us
0: yes definitely me i love that yes Aunt <laughs> kids. dear rosie yes okay so now it's time for our Fun
1: and quick ten questions. Bum, ba, da, bum, bum Rapid fire.
0: Ready? All right. Let's go. Number one. Cats or dogs?
1: Dogs. I I, I don't like cats. I, I like. This is gonna sound horrible. Okay. I, I like I like kittens. I don't like cats. My
0: poor Meiji. I
1: think if they could do like if someone could invent a, like a like a kitten that just stayed a kitten. If we could stump their growth, or. Cats then,
0: are adorable. I don't know what you're... Cats what? are snobs. Cats are no, snob. cats are adorable. I get home, we, have, we have two
1: big dogs in our house now. I know. We got Bennett and Bo. Bennett
0: and Bo. And
1: they are... They come and they lick all over you. A cat just kind of says, eh, you're home, big deal. I
0: dogs. knew you'd be back. That's why I like it, because you don't have to worry about them. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: just... They are, they are less maintenance, but...
0: Okay.
1: partial to dogs.
0: Books or movies.
1: That's a toughie. I can I can I can I have a draw or do I have to pick one? one. I'm gonna have to say movies, not that I don't love to read. Okay, I do, I really love to read and I love the imagination, but I got to go back. And Anthony's my, my fellow RTF guy here is when someone now, let me let me make a caveat there good movies, okay. I don't go see some trashy, silly movie, okay? But when Actually, I go, Wreck-It
0: Ralph 2 is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> go watch it.
1: I've heard good things about that. When I sit in the theater and I watch someone that was able to take a book or an idea, and just bring that to life, and when the cinematography is awesome, and and, and I listen to the soundtrack and I listen to those sound effects, and, and there's something just about the visual experience. Um, that, that Now,
0: but you're pretty, I, you could pretty much create your own movie with your own like imagine and, and i do i do Josh Josh yeah yeah characters I mean, with the books i've like, read books
1: before and then i go to the movie and go oh that was that was horrible okay that's because it's not what i envisioned okay i've also gone to movies where like oh my god they they saw the exact same thing i saw or that's not what i envisioned but i love what this director did
0: so you enjoy the it. comparison more than
1: i do yeah Okay. And for a lot of them, I've, I've read the books. Sometimes I haven't. Sometimes I just... But, Anthony, you know, you're with me, I think. Oh, yeah. You go to that movie, and at the cinematography... I notice things. I'm like, wow, look at that shot. Look at the composition. And, and you know, and other people... I mean, I'm not saying I'm sounding like a movie snob now. <laughs> but when you... Because I'm, I'm, I love photography, too. So when you see all that put together, I, I just think it's amazing. I could watch The Godfather, like, like 24 hours a day, nonstop forever. I have not seen it's it. it's you know it's a violent film it's it's the mafia and all that kind of stuff but as a movie as everything that a movie should be that's the epitome. All
0: right, Whataburger or In and
1: Out? You could have said Whataburger or any fast food after that, and I still would have said Whataburger.
0: Yes, proud Texas. Oh heck yeah. Superman or Batman? Yeah,
1: I'm not a huge super. I'm not a huge superhero fan. Shame. Can I say? Can I say Wonder Woman?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. As well, so long <laughs> as my wife. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: no. Uh, Superman. But I gotta go with Superman. Yes. Yeah. Batman, especially with the. The
0: defeat. Well, the,
1: the, the new now, uh, the new stuff is all dark and mysterious, and I'm Batman. Uh, I like the happy-go-lucky Superman. Yeah.
0: So, do you prefer cold weather or hot
1: weather? <laughs> God, these are toughies. Um. I mean, I'm gonna do what You're You're like, done. I know it, but it, you know it's funny I've helped you guys produce these I've helped you um, you know uh, edit them but but I've never really been asked the questions so um, I'm gonna go with cold weather because I just like the jackets I like putting on my sweaters there's so much more I can wear yeah. it's it's all a fashion statement that's all mm-hmm. and, and with with cold you can always bundle more
0: yeah.
1: with hot there's only so much you can
0: Speaking Take of fashion, fa- fashion statement. Yes. I really enjoy your bow today.
1: Yeah, could you describe the bow tie to our listening it's, audience? It's,
0: it's very. It has a nice pattern to it. It's like squares, but it's like red with green and gold and just red like squares and, and stripes. And it just it's very colorful.
1: Now you should. You'll, you'll know because. But what what day do I wear bow ties?
0: It's
1: Tuesday. You never, yeah. You never notice it. I always wear my bow ties on Tuesday.
0: I thought you just always wear bow ties. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Boat, bow tie Tuesday. It's just a habit.
0: Okay, so soccer or football?
1: Football. Um, you're, I, well, you're I mean,
0: Hispanic and you prefer football <laughs> over soccer. I,
1: I, I'm a Hispanic born in San Antonio and, and never traveled anywhere else. Um,
0: Get Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I, I think,
1: I think I just, I just understand the game better. I do enjoy, I enjoy both. I really do. And I've probably gotten more and more into soccer lately um, because of, you know, you and, and, and the boys that, that play soccer. And, um, you know, I, I don't think I ever watched the World Cup until this last time I got into it. No, this Yay. last time I was real into it. I really was. And I took my son and we had a guy's day out at the San Antonio Football Club. So I enjoy watching soccer. But I really now when I say football, specifically college football, high school football, the, the pros are starting to wear on my nerves. It's just, I get that. It's just I respect not that much fun that.
0: anymore. I definitely respect that. Okay. Um, coffee or tea?
1: Coffee. I am a yes, coffee too. junkie. Now, here's what's weird. I love coffee. I wake up in the morning. I've got to have my first cup within 10, 15 minutes of waking up. Oh. <laughs> but about 8, 30 or 9 o'clock, coffee doesn't taste good to me anymore. There are some people that can drink coffee all day long. I am not one of those people. After... Nine o'clock in the morning, nine thirty coffee just ate nasty to me. Now, twenty-four hours later I wake up again and I'm craving that coffee. Hmm.
0: Digital or print? Digital.
1: And and, and that's, shouldn't surprise yeah. to anybody. <laughs> I, I used even when 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 digital like the e-readers first started coming out, the Kindles and that, I thought, no. I said I still have to have my book. I still have to have my hard copy. Um, you know, I definitely no, have to
0: have hard copies, and I've just books.
1: I've just gotten away from it. I mean, it just it's easier for me to just read off my my Kindle or my iPad. I can still highlight. I can you know, and it just takes. I can carry three or four books around at a time, all yeah. in a little bitty you know thing, like a thing, and so I just I'm just a digital guy.
0: So, do you prefer iPhone or Android?
1: I prefer iPhone simply because I'm more used to it. Um I'd like to you know, it's and it's weird because I'm I'm a I am a Google guy. I mean everything Android ab- gang I love Google and it would play much nicer with all of my Google stuff. But um I, I'm just used to the iPhones, what my family has, so I just kinda stick to the iPhone. All
0: right. Here's the big ten. The big one here. Riches or happiness.
1: I'd like to be happily rich. Um but you know, I'm going to be surprised if anybody we asked this question too says riches. But uh, no, it's it's got to be happiness, and, and you know, even when when we're blessed, um, you know, I, I'm blessed. I've got a solid job. My wife works for USAA, so so we're by no means wealthy, but we're blessed. And so I think part of that happiness comes is what what do you do with those blessings, and how do you help others? So. Um, I know some people say, oh, you can't can't be both because, you know, if you're rich, it'll cause you all kinds of distress. Um, I I think you give back. And and so um, happiness is is, is the key to everything.
0: Yes, true that. Definitely.
1: So I will stay happy, my friends.
0: Don't worry. Be Be happy. Be happy.
1: Guys, this has been great.
0: Thank you, Dr. Rios. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Rios, for joining us today and taking time out of your very busy schedule as the director of
1: technology. Great. Thanks, guys. Love you. Love you, too.
0: We want to thank Dr. Rios for taking time from his busy schedule to talk with us. It was great getting to know him a little better. And since we recorded the interview, there's been an update. His grandson, Brayden, will be home before Christmas. Well, that's it for this episode of the Fantastic Folks of FSHISD. This has been Anthony Bender and Rose McConnell. If you have ideas for people we should talk to, let us know. Until then, keep doing fantastic things.
1: Thanks for listening. For more episodes of our podcast, look for us on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. See you next time.